Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? It's the Melchester Odyssey again. It's Royal the Rovers. Uh, it's the 30th of January, 1982. A mere thirty-eight and a half years ago, uh, we've—it's uh, it's one of the issues where the Royal the Rover story is on the front cover, um, and we're seeing two different scenes at the same time. Um, we're seeing uh, the hospital in a very, very blue-tinted uh, drawing. Um, Penny is looking at Roy. Roy's still lying in the hospital with his head incredibly tightly bandaged to keep his shot brain in place. We still don't know, you know, where he was shot. Is there any brain damage? We're not sure. He's in this coma. And Doesn't we're not matter. sure why. In them days, wherever you were shot, the first thing they did was bandage up your head. Yeah. And, and then the next thing they'd, do, anywhere. they'd plaster you from the knee down and give you a big bandaged up plaster cast foot. Right. Just to keep everything in place. That's just is normal. That what it is, yeah. Sister, I want his head and his leg bandaged immediately. <laughs> we can't be too careful. Huh. After that, I shall carry out. I, I shall carry out a diagnosis. But mm. shouldn't you do that first, Doctor? Shut up. <laughs> just make I him am secure. The doctor. I am the doctor, and you are the nurse. <laughs> now you bandage him, and I will decide which way round the medical procedures so, shall take place. Do as you're told, sweet cheeks. <laughs> and, you um, lovely, beautiful, stupid little thing. <laughs> Different times. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, Penny is looking... Penny's looking gorgeous on the front of that, isn't she? Really, yeah. Really I hate to say eyes. it, but she, she looks extra attractive when she's traumatised. <laughs> Not traumatised, but... Uh, and, a, and, a, and a, a lips as well. Oh. You could really lose yourself in those eyes. I could stare at this picture for an hour. Yeah. Not bother doing the podcast. I wonder if yeah. people would listen to that. Nah, not worth the risk. <laughs> we'll put it out as a bonus episode just for the uh, we'll charge All you can hear is it. my breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll both do it, just breathing and, and occasional involuntary noises. Fucking hell, i tell you what I saw watched on Saturday night, which is something I'm What's sure you, you you saw years ago. I thought, this is this is classic Dawson fodder, but I've never seen it. <laughs> um, on Sky Documentaries, the um, Frank Sidebottom documentary. Oh, yeah. 
Fantastic. I yeah. knew nothing about that bloke. And yeah. now he is my number one hero. He's brilliant, isn't it? Chris Seavey. Yeah. Chris Seavey. What a fucking... What a fella. What yeah. a dreamer. What a dynamic, maverick fucking loon. Wasn't he? Totally. What a um, mess he left his family in. <laughs> I know. I felt, I felt bad. Enough. But, you know, he was a genius. But in a way, I suppose that's why he drank himself to effectively to death. Because he was just like, fucking hell, I'm a genius, but I just became known for being mm. Frank Sidebottom. But he shouldn't have worried about that because Frank Sidebottom was a wonderful creation. It was. That yeah. was an expression of genius. Yeah. I so bought, I bought Frank Sidebottom's first ever single in 1985. And he did cover that? versions of, it was called, oh, was it Frank's Firm Favourites or something like that? It was an EP of cover versions. And one of them was Bohemian Rhapsody. And Anarchy in the UK was on there as well, all done in the Frank style. <laughs> I mean, like I'm like—I I was never like a massive side bottom fan. I think you have to really be into him to understand him. Yeah. If not, you just think, "Well, the fuck's when you're a kid, especially because they were showing yeah. in this documentary all these things of him turning up on Saturday Superstore and shit." And yeah. you just think, "What the fuck's this?" He looks like he's supposed to be aimed at kids, but the shit he's coming out with, like, just is really confusing, right? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, completely inappropriate booking for kids' TV shows, but. Yeah. Producers were so stupid. They're like, "Wow, he's got a big, pl- he's got a big puppy and mushy head. Sounds like our cup of tea." Well, that was it. He was and on number seventy-three. It was a regular on number seventy-three. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Sandy Toxvig. Toxvig. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and it went to his was... head a bit because that was his big, that was his big sort of moment in the spotlight, and that right. kind of unravelled him a bit the first time because he had a bit yeah, too much and then money. He came back. But uh, what I liked was the music, because like the first part of the documentary, because I knew nothing about the man behind him, none of this story. That's why mm. I was such. I enjoyed it so much, like because it was a real eye opener. Um, but this Chris CV, I mean, it, I like every bit of music they played of his. I thought was really great. Yeah, like that band he had, the Freshies. I thought, fucking hell, yeah, everyone's a winner. He had yeah. a, he had a golden touch for pop songs, he did. but he, did. he couldn't for whatever reason he couldn't quite make them stick. I suppose what made me think of it was talking about Penny and like imagining falling in love with a fictional character, mm. a drawing, which mm. is sort of what we've done. That's where we're through at the now. Course, yeah. Through the yeah. course of the, the Melchester Odyssey, you and I have fallen in love with some drawings. Well, literally, men who we've claimed cannot be triggered have been I well, know, truly but triggered. These, these, are sim- these are simply etchings done decades ago, right? And yet we're like. I wonder if the geezer... What's the illustrator's name again? I forgot. Davis, I always forget. Yeah. yeah, if he was almost like titillating himself by doing... Like, if you could draw sexy pictures. You know, like, some people go in for the um, old sexy Japanese cartoons and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. If you had the capability to draw that, I wonder if you'd just save on other mucky stuff and just draw your own things from your yeah, imagination. Yeah. I, I am in no doubt that David Skew did drawings of Penny that did not appear and could never appear in the pages of Roy of the Rovers. You know what I'm saying. Him. Yeah. He's not well, going to... He he's done? not going to... Nah. There'll be some kind of mechanism upon his death where an appointed third party will destroy, locate and destroy certain documents. That's all I'm saying. His drawing studio, it completely combusts. Mrs Skew will never see those drawings he'll have a he'll have a solicitor who's, who he's appointed uh, you know yeah. upon well, my death I need you to Jeffrey find Jeffrey Chichester yeah Jeffrey Chichester exactly I need you to find draw five in filing Chich. cabinet three Chich it's me skew 
Yeah, no, I've been given I've been given a prognosis by the doc. It's not good. I'm probably going to be checking out within the next couple of months. So <laughs> execute order sixty eight. Yeah, you know what I mean. I told you about it when we first met all them years ago. Right. No, I don't want to get rid of them before I go. I might need them near the end. I'm, I could need them right up until the moment I croak it. But the moment you get confirmation, right, I want you to have the paraffin and the swan vestas at the ready. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You've got the spare key. Obviously, the wife's going to be out doing a lot of the admin, you know, down the funeral home and all that sort of thing. Thank (laughs) God. Thank God there's so much admin. Well, just fucking get get down there ASAP. I purposely not put many of my affairs in order just so I can take up a lot of her time while you would go and do, you know, all the burning. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that's none of our business. But, you know, as and when David Skew does pass, um, that'll be the first thing we're thinking about. I mean, we're going to try to get down there ourselves and getting in there, couldn't we? Yeah. Before Chichester gets there. It will be in a race against time. I've got a Google alert set up. I hope you have too. (laughs) I've got a Google alert set up for when David Skew dies. (laughs) And I will drop everything. It'll be, Fowder, Fowder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll meet you there. And we'll try and um, squirrel our way inside fraudulently. (laughs) I bet we'll not be the only ones. You know what I mean? We'll turn up pretending that we're members of the Skew family. <laughs> yes, we're his sons. Uh, it's a very <laughs> sad day. We would like to gain entrance to his drawing shed, uh, as we would like to take some of his particulars for <laughs> sentimental reasons. <laughs> but Mr. Skew had no sons. Uh, um... <laughs> Not on record, no. <laughs> when we say sons, we mean very, very close friends. We were like sons to him. Just let us in. What what was it that Robin was to to Batman? Was it his ward? It was described as his ward or something like that, wasn't he? Fucking iffy that old setup, that, wasn't that it? That thing. It could be like that. Maybe we could be Those David Skew's wards. Nutters living in a big fucking mansion. Him, the butler, and his yeah. ward. Anyway, it's. I'll I mean, look after you. I got. I got. I'll look after you. Right. I'll teach you. Can you do gymnastics? Good. Well, in that case, I'm going to teach you a few tricks. I've got a dungeon. It's all done up like a back's cave, right? That's underneath the house. It's secret. You can only get down to it on a fucking pole like firemen have, right? And on top of that, right? And by the way, you cannot tell any cunt about this, right? It's top fucking secret. Also, um, I've got a fucking car that shoots fire out of it. Now, put on this costume. <laughs> And show us some of your gymnastics. Can you can you do can you do the crab? Yeah, good. Now that's a start. Now touch your toes. Good. I like what I see. Now I'm going to give you. Ups now I, I'm going to give you access to the dungeon now because you proved yourself to me. <laughs> now let's. I'm going to get dressed up in my fucking bat suit. All right, that's made of rubber. <laughs> And I'll take you out for a fucking drive around in my car. My mad fucking car that shoots things and that. (laughs) (laughs) But of course, I don't reverse out of the back cave. I've had a a turntable put in. Yeah, my attitude uh, is fuck that. Because the last thing I need to do is run over some kiddies when I'm reversing out. (laughs) Fucker. 
No fucking way. I'm usually in a hurry. So You've got to fucking stand someone out. Fucking Alfred. Wave you out. Doing all that. Come on, come on. Bit further. Plenty of room. No, yep, wait, you're wait. all right. Someone's coming. coming. Oh, oh, there's a cat. Hold up. There's a cat. Go on, he's gone now. Right, right, go a, on, keep coming. There's a lorry coming. Stop, back in, back in, back in. Meanwhile, the you time it's taken me to do all of that, the Joker could have gassed after fucking Gotham <laughs> with a weird That's green fucking gas. Usual. He's released a fucking gas out of our air balloon and fucking <laughs> killed the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, because I didn't fork out for a revolving car turntable. <laughs> I mean, I'm a rich man. <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't be much of an outlay, but uh, but same yeah. time, one of the reasons I am rich is because I've always watched the pennies. See, <laughs> and part of that has meant that I haven't bought on a you know on a whim. I haven't just made sort of rash purchases. Like a revolving turntable. I tell you one thing I do pay for, which is invaluable, Robin. By the way, that's what I'm going to call you from now on, Robin, right? That's your new (laughs) cold name, so to speak. One thing, a bit of advice I can give you straight away, is it's well worth the subscription fees to which the consumer service, right? Because other billionaires, they'll just go around fucking buying stuff willy-nilly, thinking there's no tomorrow, right? (laughs) Me, whether it's a car turntable... Right, or a new fireman's pole, or a you know a new vacuum cleaner, whatever it is, I'll be on which looking at the reviews before I decide how to spend my money. And some people think that's strange because I've got money to burn, but you know, why do you think I've still got my money? And I mean, the likes like, of the penguin, a skint, and living underground in a I, fucking sewer. I don't, I don't mind forking out if it's for a good high quality product because I always yeah. say. Buy cheap, buy twice. Do you know what yeah. I mean? There's no yeah. point skimping, but at the same time, if it's, if it's built to last, I'll pay. I'll pay the extra. I'll pay a premium if it's built to yeah. last. Because long term, it works out better. Um, <laughs> right now, now do some crunches. <laughs> I want to work on your abdominals. <laughs> 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 I'm going to get my butler down. He's an old con. He's really old, and we're we're sort of mates. But at the same time, I do make him wear full fucking suit and butler outfit every fucking day of his life, no matter what, even on a Sunday. I'm paying his wages. I can tell him what I wear. That's the way it goes. Don't, I don't. Yeah, listen, you're not fucking... I don't care how old and decrepit you are. You're not fucking serving me my morning toast in slippers and trackies, right? Put the fucking outfit on. I don't want to dress like a bat. I'd love to go out fighting crime in comfortable clothing, but it would be inappropriate. Hey. Roy the Rovers? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Um, so, Penny. We haven't got very far, have we? Penny, uh, she's looking, and Roy, of course, grasped onto Melinda's teddy bear at the end of the last episode. And Penny's saying, Doctor, look! He's gripping Melinda's old teddy bear. And the doctor's looking just blank faced like, fucking what? I'm not even the proper doctor. It's just the weekend. I, you know, maybe I need to ring someone. I popped in here looking for a pen. (laughs) What's going on? 
I'll I'll ring someone. Someone will come along. I don't know, half an hour or something. Keep an eye on him. Meanwhile, at Mel Park, uh, the players are coming out looking very steely and determined. With uh, Sir Ralph Ramsey, current manager, also among them, he looks fucking bewildered. Uh, one of the Lampards in the crowd says, "Gosh, I've never seen them look so confident." And it says, "Is this the fight back for Roy and his team?" Um, and we actually get into the bones of the episode now. It says at the top, the doctor told Penny to speak to Roy. Shouting is here. Anything. So, okay. Rub your tits on his face. Anything. <laughs> it's his former England manager. Mrs. Race. Mrs. Race, I would not normally say something like this, but these are desperate times and we have to try everything. I want you to get your tits out. <laughs> but, doctor, I... Do it for your husband. If you value his life at all, do it for the people of Melchester. Breasts immediately. Do it for the nation. <laughs> uh, former England manager Sir Ralph Ramsey had become caretaker manager of Melchester Rovers because Roy was still unconscious after being shot down by an unknown gunman. In an attempt to revive him, a commentary of Rovers' away game against Westbury had been relayed to his bedside. I mean, a commentary had been relayed. They just put the radio on, haven't they? That's all they've done. They've overplayed that a little bit. But there's a doctor uh, who seems to be in control and he says, that little toy that Melinda left lying on the bed, did anyone put it in Roy's hand? And the nurse says, no, no doctor. Anyone? Anyone? I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to put the lights off for 30 seconds and when I put them back on again, I want to see someone with the bear in their hand if they were the one that put it there. But who would do that anyway? Do you know what I mean? The nurse uh, is a prank. prankster. I'm going to put this bear in his hand. I'm bored. I'm so, going to put a bear in his hand. This man's dying, but I'm going to make everyone think that he might not be. <laughs> it might help. <laughs> it little mood. briefly puts a smile on their faces. <laughs> Fucking mis- miserable bastards. Jalapeño. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. So then the other doctor says, then he must have picked it up himself. Quick, Penny. Penny's crying again. (laughs) And she goes, what? What shall I do? And the doctor says, speak to him. Shout in his ear. Anything. Perhaps the voice he knows best will bring him to full consciousness. (laughs) So uh, she does. She says, Roy, it's me, it's Penny. Oh, please open your eyes. Speak to me, Roy, please. 
But... And then the doctor's got his stethoscope out and he's uh, checking Roy's heart rate. I don't know why. He says... Uh, uh, it, I suppose we better check his heart rate. I mean, he's seems, definitely alive, isn't he? That seems as good a thing as any to try. He was he he grabbed the bear, which made him more alive. So I'll check to see if he's getting more alive from the, the heart. I think that's how Usually. we do it. Usually in this situation, I'd take that little cone-shaped thing that's got a torch on it and look inside someone's ear. But his ba- his head's been bandaged up so tight, there's no way I can get access. So I'm going to listen to his heart. Then I'm going to get one of those sort of nail file things that you stick on his tongue and look right down his fucking throat. <laughs> I think in a coma, the heart goes really slow, so he's probably got more heart now that he's been grasping the bear. Let's try that. So a fucking listen. But yeah, it sounds all right to me. He has a good. He says, it, it's no use. If there was any conscious spark, it's gone again. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> His heart's got slow again. And Penny's Stop going, your fucking crying, <laughs> Mrs. Race. You're not helping anyone. Penny's <laughs> going, oh, no. And the doctor consoles her, puts his arm around her and says, all right, yeah. Penny, never mind. At least never we got mind. some response. A glimmer of hope. We'll try the same experiment with Melchester's next match. Never mind, Penny. Do you think a cuddle would help? <laughs> it has certainly helped me because it has all been very exciting. Let's have a cuddle. Nothing more. <laughs> not now, anyway. Not at first. But a nice long cuddle. Breathe in. <laughs> Breathe my rich, expensive cologne. That's because I have a private practice as well, Penny. <laughs> I do NHS four days a week. But one day a week, I have a private consultancy and I charge through the fucking nose. That's why I wear this cologne and I've got that fucking jack parked out back. <laughs> I'm saving up for a helicopter. Maybe I'll buy your husband's once he's dead. I'll get yeah. it repainted. You may have to sell things off cheap. <laughs> he says, we'll try the same experiment with Melchester's next match. It's a home game, isn't it? And she goes, yes, against Keysborough, I think. She's got the fucking <laughs> fixture list memorised. That's a tragic that, time. That, that's not even a fucking team, is it? <laughs> the, I fucking what? It Did you fucking make that up? Keysborough? Keysborough? Well, okay, Cheese whatever bra? you say. <laughs> As the glimmer of hope was relayed to the Melchester fans who kept constant vigil outside the hospital... God, fucking hell. Imagine that. And there's a doctor on the doorstep saying, apart from that, there's little change in Roy's condition. So why don't you all go home, ladies and gentlemen? (laughs) Off you fuck now. I know you've been here for three weeks. Enough's enough. And one of them says, no thanks, Doc. We're staying right here until Roy comes round, no matter how long it takes. Well, I wouldn't do that. He might die, you know. There is still that possibility. He might come out of here in a fucking body bag. (laughs) <laughs> then what are you all going to fucking do? Yeah, you'll be fucking embarrassed, won't you? Your hopeless little lives. You have nothing to live for other than the fucking existence of a stranger who wouldn't piss on you if you were on fire. <laughs> when he's dead, what will you do? You'll have to stare into a fucking empty void. He regards you as a customer and nothing else. <laughs> Idiots. And yet here you are, crying over him. Spending time away from your friends and your families. It's embarrassing. You pathetic, small-minded little people. Not even people. Animals. 
<laughs> anyway, that's all I have to say for now. <laughs> I'll come back with another update in an hour. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at Roy's house, we see the exterior of Roy's house, and there's a police car parked outside, and there's fucking a lot of fans hanging about there as well, peeping over the wall. Look at them. Fucking ghouls. Jesus Christ. Uh, one of them says, the police have had another chat with Vic Guthrie, but I doubt if it got them anywhere. Mm-hmm. Why would that be? Is Guthrie some kind of slippery character who can talk his way out of any you know, mm. criminal situation? You know what Guthrie's like? He'd have just started humming. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he always does when he's under, under scrutiny. <laughs> you know what they say about Vic Guthrie? He's the master of the no-comment interview. <laughs> Another one says, I'll bet the only person who can help them is Roy. And he's not in a position to make a statement. <laughs> what with him being nearly dead? <laughs> what with him lingering between life and death in the waiting room of heaven? Purgatory. <laughs> Don't go towards the light, Roy. Please stay with us. Uh, Roy's like, it's a good job I don't fucking believe in God. Right. Oh, it's because not, it's not fucking... Roy's house. I've made a mistake. It's not Roy's house. It's fucking Vic Guthrie's house. Uh, Why the fuck? Cover, yeah, I thought it looked a bit small for Roy's house because it's, it's a bungalow. Why the fuck are a... fans hanging about outside Vic Guthrie's house? What the fuck? Well, they want to see if he gets nicked, don't they? They all boo him. He gets in his Cortina, looks like a Cortina, and drives off, presumably yeah. to training. And all these fuckers are outside his front gate going, boo. Booing him? Well, he's just someone else on Saturday. Is, Cut that out. If the police had a case against Vic, they would have arrested him by now. Well, that's bollocks. And he's still doing a good job with the ropers. Fucking hell. Don't you know a man is innocent until proven <laughs> guilty in this country? Unless, of course, he's Irish. <laughs> But but Guthrie's Welsh. <laughs> well, so he he's says always he treat, he's always treated as well as an Englishman. <laughs> he's a Welshman by birth, but he's been born and raised in England. Don't worry, they'll find someone to fit up for this. <laughs> uh, later at Melchester Stadium, Vic joined the other Rovers for a tactical talk with Sir Alf. And uh, there he is. Sir Alf's got. Uh, a fucking board up with the tactics on tactics board um, well lads I've now had an opportunity to assess the strengths and weaknesses of the various players <laughs> it's time I put my uh, ideas into practice <laughs> some of you may find these unconventional and strange <laughs> but you just ideas. have to get on with it and soon it will become normalised <laughs> Kenny Logan. Logan I want you to play a more positive part foraging up front Try and win balls for Vernon Elliott and Paco Diaz, who'll be playing slightly behind and on either side of you. Fucking hell, revolutionary stuff. What? Blackie will link up with them in the middle of the park, while Jimmy Slade and Mervyn Wallace must drop back to try and cut out any through balls towards the region of the penalty area. We <laughs> The region of the penalty area. Towards the region of I've what bro- I call the penalty area. <laughs> I've broken the, uh, the, the, the pitch up into regions. North, south, east, and west. This shall represent the African Congo. (laughs) This small piece in the left-hand corner is the Greek island of Crete. (laughs) Uh, 
So there he is. Do you travel much, Logan? No, I don't <laughs> suppose you do. <laughs> You're just a young thing, aren't you? Fresh Are you faced. a man of the world, Logan? No, you've barely been out of... You've barely left these islands, I Are shouldn't a- wonder. Are you a curious young man, Logan? <laughs> do you have thoughts and fancies about a wider <laughs> world? You do know, Logan, that when you travel to other parts of the world, things that seem outrageous and fanciful here are perfectly normal in their eyes. You must be very open-minded if you can be. Try and be open-minded. Join in with the things they do. Large Don't be ashamed. parts of the world would think it horrific that we poured milk into our tea infusions. Did you know that, Logan? (laughs) No, you didn't. You're small-minded, Logan. But luckily, you are young. You are like putty that I can still mould. I will take you with me once this is all over. We'll travel the world together. Logan, would you be interested in driving all the way to Marrakesh, (laughs) Morocco, in a Rolls Royce with me? (laughs) It's got air conditioning. No, I won't be driving. I'll be on the back seat with you, Logan. (laughs) Watching Hmm. from the windows. I'll be explaining things to you. (laughs) We will see many sights along the way. We will be driven by Gordon Banks. (laughs) Yes, he does only have one eye, but it's fine. He can still drive. Uh, Again, Logan, you are thinking like a Brit. (laughs) One-eyed driving is perfectly acceptable on the continent. When we get to Morocco, you'll see that many men are entirely blind and entrusted with driving whole buses of schoolchildren. One-eyed motoring steals the mind. Aids concentration. (laughs) Logan, follow my finger. Follow it. Follow it with your eyes. Do not move your head or your neck muscles. Follow it with your eyes, Logan. Oh, Logan, you have so much to learn. Once we're there, we'll meet up with Bobby Charlton. He'll be doing some work with the uh, the natives there regarding their eyesight. He knows a great deal about eyes, Logan. A great, great deal about eyes. <laughs> oh, you're making me feel uncomfortable now, so you are, Mr. Ramsey. That's so, Mr. Ramsey, to you, Logan. I thought we were here to talk about the match against Keysborough. (laughs) Yeah, it's fuck Keysborough. That'll take care of itself. Look at this formation I've come up with. It's fucking dynamite. They won't know what's fucking hit them. (laughs) I think they're playing against 15 fucking men by the time I've finished with them. (laughs) Look at the close-up of his face. (laughs) He showed them the formation. His mouth's so weird. It's inscrutable features. But it's uh, it's not a rigid formation. You should be ready to interchange rails at any time during the game. And remember, it only takes one <laughs> bad pass to make the whole thing break down. Think about that, <laughs> gentlemen. Don't you think that is analogous to life, Don't Mr. Disappoint Duncan me. Mackay? <laughs> I wouldn't know about that, sir. About what? About formations? About life? About rigidity, Mackay? <laughs> <laughs> it's Mackay, sir. I'll call you what I fucking well want until you've won the fucking World Cup. <laughs> As an Englishman. And, and on the improbable day that you win a fucking World Cup, you can tell me how I should pronounce my name. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, sir. And so you should be, you revolting little ape of a man. <laughs>
Oh, God. So, uh... You, Diaz, a Spaniard, I hear. <laughs> si, senor. Hmm. I spent time myself in Spain, the Iberian <laughs> continent. <laughs> Answer me this, Diaz. What time is it right now inside your mind? <laughs> it's 10.30 a.m. here in England. But you, what do you regard it as? 1.30 in the afternoon? You... Is it time for your sleep now? Do you dream in Spanish? Or have you acclimatised to the more civilised way of the of the Englishman and his form of dreaming? Tell me, Spaniard, did you grow up amongst the orange trees of Seville? Your mother, did she clean floors? Or did she go out at night time, leaving you asleep alone, covered by rags, as she went out trying to meet sailors in order to scrape together the last few pesetas to pay for that month's rent? Is that what drives you, Spaniard? Luring them with her castanets. <laughs> the pungent smell of paella. <laughs> Wafting through the air. Oh, Spaniard. It's all gone downhill since Franco's time. Franco, there was a man. He invited me over, you know. After, after we won the World Cup, I was, I was invited as Franco's guest. A wonderful man. So well read. <laughs> the, a profound love of horses. A very violent man as well, but, you know, it's got to be sometimes. <laughs> now, where were we? Yes, Keysborough. <laughs> Those cunts. As the talk ended and the players split up for some circuit training, um, Taffy and Blackie are having a bit of a chat. Taffy said, he even expects Noel Baxter and Steve Naylor to be raiding wingers. And Blackie's fu fucking right up for it. He says, uh, why not, Saf? I'm sorry asking us to attack and pass the ball accurately, which is what we used to do for Roy. Blackie's fucking hedging his bets here. He thinks, yeah, yeah. fuck me, Roy might die and I'm going to need a new person to fucking sock off to. Yeah, I might exactly. as well get started now. I'm beginning to think this Alf Ramsey fella's in for the long haul. <laughs> I might see if he fancies coming up the feathers after training. I'll introduce <laughs> him to some of the lads up there. I don't think so, Gray. No, I'll be going to the to the local Freemasons meeting. I've heard about your relationship with race. The strange <laughs> nature of the dynamic the two of you shared. I've heard the stories about your strange activities at night time with gravel in socks <sighs> and such like. The buried bodies, the rumours... There'll be none of that under my watch, Grey. So then, on the day of the Keysborough game, an atmosphere of tension hung over Melchester Stadium. Um, and we've got the PA announcer. Um, the radio has turned up high at Roy's bedside, so mums and dads, boys and girls, get those vocal cords well-oiled. Shout your heads off for the Rovers. Ooh. Let's see if you can wake him up. Wake up! <laughs> Fucking wake up! <laughs> wake up, my mate! Wake up, Roy Rice. And let's hope that Sir Arthur's tactics work. As long as Rovers score the goals, we'll shout ourselves silly. Aye, they'll hear us on the moon. Fucking hell. We'll only cheer. Shout, shout, if shout, winning. shout, goal. I think it's about. this is about to be the, the most extraordinary match that Melchester have ever played. Well, that's something to look forward to. It is. And we'll find out what happens next time. It says, will Roy be revived? Be sure to find out next week. So, uh, Mark's out of 10 for that one. Give it a nine. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'll give it a... Yeah, I'll give it's it a got nine. Some, it's got a lot of Alf in it. Yeah. Uh, it's got Penny looking really great. Yeah, there and, is that, isn't uh, there? It's got the Doctor being a bit creepy, so all in all, it was yeah. full of drama. No and football action, but all good off-the-pitch yeah. stuff. Yeah, and we'll yeah. be back with that uh, next time. Find out if Roy wakes up or not. Thanks for listening. Take the FN, dickheads. Take the FN. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.